Thanks for joining us on Vintage McCoy. Tonight, we're going to take a look at an article that came out in a local publication in relation to what's happening here in Ventura County. And I know a number of folks tune in from across the country, but it's pertinent because more breaking news in relation to the virus, uh, some acknowledgement by the CDC as to the origin of this. It ties in with our local stuff because, of course, uh, we were being sued by the county. They dropped their suit because they knew this whole house of cards was falling apart. We still have our countersuit. We've asked for 120 documents in our discovery phase. They've given us zero. And, of course, the supervisor is facing a recall, the one who headed up this whole kangaroo court. So, anyways, uh, there's a lot in store. You're going to learn a lot. It's going to be pertinent for everybody tuning in. And I want you to stick around. So, here we go. Watergate matter, I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. One small step for man. All of God's children be able to sing with new meaning. My country tears of thee. Sweet land of liberty of thee, I sing. We shall pay any price, bear any curse, uphold any foe to ensure the survival and the success of liberty. It is indeed we are. The defenders of freedom. With the unbounding determination of our people, we will gain the inevitable triumph. So help us God. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Those who forget the past are destined to keep. And now, your host, Pastor Rob McCoy. Well, thanks for joining us tonight, folks. Uh, we got a lot to cover, and it's all about the Wuhan virus. Uh, also, a local article, national breaking news in relation to the virus itself. But before I get into that, I want to read to you a really sweet response we received from one of our viewers. And... I'm not going to share who it is or the circumstances with which they faced, although in the response you'll know a little bit about it, uh, but I don't want to reveal their names because I haven't had a chance to process that. But we do our best to try to stay in communication with all of you, and we do consider you family, although we're limited in time and space and all those things, but there's just times where it becomes personal and sweet, and I wanted to read this to you. Uh, this person writes, they said, Hello, my spiritual adoptive parents have been watching your live stream since about uh, this time, uh, uh, since about the time I started attending church in June. I'm blown away by how much love the church has shown them, especially as they live out of state and haven't even attended services once in person, but are loved as much as, they, as if they did. Uh, today they received flowers from Godspeak for the loss of their son this past week. And it means so much to them and so much to me, too. 
Thank you so much. I'm so impressed with how busy the church is and how much growth you've experienced that you're still able to reach out to people on such a personal level. And I, I, I remember the passage of scripture where Jesus healed the 10 lepers and one came back to say thank you and he marveled at the ingratitude of the other nine. And I, I don't say that to dismiss the folks that don't have time to say thanks because we receive all kinds of correspondence from all of you. But there's just times where people take a moment out of their busy schedules to say thank you. And it really touches us. And uh, we're privileged to be a part of your lives. Uh, flowers are, I wish we could do more. Uh, but we do the best we can. And to be acknowledged, you're just precious. And thanks to all of you for your prayers, for your support of this program, and that you call this home. And we're grateful. And uh, though we've never met, we still adore you. And I look forward to that day. I mean, as we have a number of folks, Annalisa came on the show, drove all the way down from Washington. Her and her mother tuned in. You heard the whole story. We're, we're trying to connect folks, and uh, we're just grateful to call you family. So that's the way we're going to begin the, the program. And now I'm going to jump into uh, an interesting article by the Citizens Journal. And uh, this is an online publication right here in Ventura County. And uh, they produced this, and, and uh, it was done by Phil Irwin and Deborah Tash. Uh, and, and I'm going to have you see it in just a moment, but it's called The Murky Waters of Ventura County's COVID-19 Numbers. Uh, and, and trust me, these numbers are murky. Uh, we watched through the whole course of this virus and the pandemic and the lockdowns and the moving metrics of the governor. And we had a public information officer, a PIO, here in Ventura County that they would put forward the metrics and they tell us when we could and couldn't open. And when we were just about to obtain that, the governor shifted all and put it to a color metric system. And, and now all the numbers, and as we've gone into the discovery phase of our countersuit with the county, they haven't provided one single request of the documents we asked for, not one. I mean, that's it, Freedom of Information Act. What are they hiding and why are they doing this? They didn't give us a single document. And not only that, we've named the governor and the judge permitted us to name the governor in this. And, and we want to get to the bottom of it. And now as this house of cards is falling apart, this local article plus the news that's broken this week, we're going to cover both of those. But I'm going to begin with the article with the Citizens Journal. And if we can pull it up, I want to read it to you. Uh, here's, here's the article, uh, again, by Phil Irwin and Deborah Tash. Uh, the murky waters of Ventura County's COVID-19 numbers, and, and this is what they write. Last year, we attempted to discover the true impact of COVID-19 on the numbers of deaths in Ventura County. Stonewalled at first, we did finally discover that the county is not the lead agency in this type of data collection. January 4th, 2021 was the last time the county reported core morbidities for those who succumbed to covid Further, the breakout statistics for these deaths is mixed in with other causes, at least for public searches on the state level, and that the reporting of such deaths apparently are not always backed up with laboratory evidence. The county does not add these probable deaths to their COVID totals. And on December 4th, 2020, we sought clarification of the reported stats from Dr. Robert Levin, Ventura County's public health officer. By the way, he just got an enormous raise. Uh, we asked Dr. Levin to advise us on how many patients had succumbed to COVID and non-COVID causes during the COVID tracking period. We considered this valid request considering the profound impact the lockdowns and associated restrictions had on local businesses and the residents of Ventura County. 
Dr. Levin responded that same day with the names of three county health employees whom he felt would be helpful in responding to our query. However, we had not received any further responses after three days, so we repeated our request on December 7th. We sent this under the California Records Act, expanding the scope to include the following data. COVID hospitalizations and ICU beds for November and December 2019. Editors note the pandemic was just beginning during those months, so that is why we ask for these numbers. Second, the total number of hospital beds and ICU beds in the county and the numbers of each occupied by patients with COVID-19 and with maladies other than COVID-19. Third, deaths in the county during the tracking period uh, of the COVID-19 pandemic, March of 2020 to present, list them by causes and the number that occurred, including suicides. Uh, fourth, deaths during the same period in 2019 by cause and number. Fifth, any data your department can provide that proves that either the business sector or family gatherings are responsible for the increase in positive tests? And finally, how many of those positive tests are people with actual COVID symptoms? And then the article goes on to say one week later on December 14th, Mrs. Ashley Batista, the county public information officer denied our request. It has been determined that the public interest is not served by diverting staff and resources away from emergency response to immediately respond to this request. She then cited government code blah, 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 which states the agency shall uh, justify withholding any record by demonstrating that the record in question is exempt under express provisions of this chapter or that on the facts of the particular case the public interest served by not disclosing the records clearly outweighs the public interest served by disclosure of the record. That's an interesting one to cite, uh, Ashley Batista. It's an interesting one because it almost falls into our favor in the reading of it, but it's amazing how you've twisted that like a pretzel. And then the article says, we did not understand how staff reporting statistics we felt should already be readily available and that we were used to set public policy would somehow interfere with the county's emergency response. We believed residents were owed the truth about the real impacts of COVID on the county's health statistics. So we mailed a formal request to the county health officer for information under the California Acts, uh, Records Acts on December 15th. Uh, we found there were missing nine days, weekends and holidays, where nothing was reported and did not seem to be adjusted on the first business day following the weekends and holidays at least on the state level. And since the state includes COVID with all other deaths, neither the state nor the county really explained how their catch-all category supports the existing changing public health policies. Taking all this into account, the waters appear to be very murky when we first asked. January 4th, 2021 was the last time Ms. Bautista reported comorbidities for COVID deaths. Interesting. This clouds the picture in not taking into account whether COVID was the cause or the contributing factor. Please note, we were never given an answer to our original question since the numbers were now mixed in with unknown causes in a category labeled other as provided by Ms. Bautista and Ms. Slack. The county never was the lead in collecting the, this data, though they didn't inform us, inform us of this until months later. Hospitals and coroners report to the state through the uh, you can read that on your own. It's an acronym system. It appears Ms. Bautista merely downloads a pre-sorted data set, though this too is unclear since she never responded to our query 
on what she used to access the information given to local decision makers and what the public received in her daily press releases. Ms. Bautista separated the COVID numbers in those releases, but we were not able to break out the numbers with the links given us by the CDPH. We just do not have the time or money to do an in-depth dive into all the raw data if it is even available to the public. And then the conclusion, which is fascinating, they said, what, uh, what does beg an answer is this. If the number of COVID deaths was accessible to the county all along, since it appears they could sort data to pull out those numbers for their press releases and their briefings, why did they stonewall the Citizens Journal in December? We were only seeking a simple year-to-year -year comparison to discover whether or not other causes of death dropped, stayed, uh, uh, dropped or stayed relatively the same. This would have helped all of us understand the true impact of COVID. There are two unsettled lawsuits against the county on this very issue. The cross-complaint filed by Godspeak Calvary Chapel, that's us, after the county sued the church for opening during the health department lockdown is still active. That lawsuit is in the discovery phase, and so far the county has not produced any of the 120 documents requested by the church attorneys. The other suit was filed by the First Amendment Coalition for lack of transparency with the data access to COVID-19 data in Ventura County. And all we can do is provide what was given to us and let you decide if our local health department has been forthcoming with the public. In regards to this article, if you want to read it in its entirety, they show how the discrepancy of the numbers, and yet when they would put forward the data, they would put it forward as though it was gospel, and now they don't even know where they obtained it, and they can't even justify why their numbers differ from the state numbers. And yet they still use this justification to completely shut down our businesses, shutter our houses of faith, our houses of worship, shutter our schools, quarantine the abused with the abusers, allowed the elderly to die alone, all with a pandemic that has had over a 99% survival rate in our county, and they won't be forthcoming with the data, and they hide under the cloak of being too busy in a time of pandemic, even though the numbers have dissipated to almost nothing in our county, and you wonder why we're still pursuing our cross-complaint. All we want is transparency. You have been elected to govern by our consent, and you're to be transparent. You, you're, this is a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And I, I commend the diligence of the Citizens Journal and the work that they did. And I, I believe in the better nature that our elected officials will provide us that data and show us why you've done to us what you've done and how you can justify that. It's just criminal. And we're concerned about it. And we want clarity. And we're going to pursue it. And, and fascinatingly enough, while all this is happening local, and I know a number of folks tune in from across the country, while this is happening local and it's still happening to our church and, and, and churches across California, and of course the governor yielded uh, with the law, well, lawsuit, with the settlement uh, with Harvest International, with Pastor Che on and Liberty Council with Matt Staver, not only did the governor say he would never lock down the churches and treat them differently than he did with any other essential organization, but he also gave them $1,350,000 for legal fees because they know that they've stepped in it. And so's the county. They've stepped in it. And we've named the governor. And of course, we're still in that lawsuit. And uh, we'll share with you more on that later uh, because we're not going to stop. 
This is important for the freedom of our citizenry. And then nationally, as this week, this is interesting, it's broken. Everyone started to get upset at the president because he called it the China virus, the China virus in the previous administration. And then you called it the Wuhan virus and everyone was called, you know, uh, bigoted or racist. And really what, what that administration was pointing out is the origin of it. They said, no, it didn't originate in, in the Wuhan laboratories. That was, a, that was a gimmick. It was all set up. It's not true. The World Health Organization and the entire press embraced it. And now we're finding that it's breaking, especially this week, that the origin of this virus came out of the Wuhan laboratories. Check this out. Now that this is broken and the government is putting forward data that they can't suppress anymore, they're now changing the narrative and saying that the previous administration never said anything about the Wuhan laboratory and their theory that they're blaming the former president for the failure to seriously consider the, uh, the Wuhan lab theory. This is insane. It, 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 they just gas, gaslight you. And they, and they just change the narrative. And really what you can find with CNN is anything they're saying, the opposite is true, it seems. Check, check this CNN clip out as they're blaming the previous administration, the pre previous president, for the Wuhan lab theory that, that the president didn't seriously consider the truth of this, that the virus originated from the Wuhan lab. Here's CNN. Part of the issue when this was first being reported on and discussed back a few months after the pandemic had begun was that then President Trump and Mike Pompeo, uh, the uh, Secretary of State, both suggested they had seen evidence that this was formed in a lab and they also suggested it was not released on purpose, but they refused to release the evidence showing what it was. And so because of that, that made this instantly political. Instantly political. And, and they're blaming the president that, that he didn't take this seriously. But let's go back to April 2020, when, when telling the world the virus likely came out of the Wuhan Institute of Viro Virology in China. This is what the, the previous president said in front of all of the press. They were there. Take a look at what the president said back in April of 2020. Have you seen anything at this point that gives you a high degree of confidence that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was the origin of this virus? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And I think that the World Health Organization should be ashamed of themselves because they're like the public relations agency for China. 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 Well, the, the, the breaking aspect of this is I think he's, he's one of the last honest brokers in, uh, in the national media. And on May 11th, uh, Tucker Carlson explained how uh, the lab where the research was conducted um, at the bio, had a biosafety level of two, which is the same as an American dentist's office. So the idea of the virus escaping from the Wuhan lab was highly probable possible and now they're saying yeah that's probably the case listen to tucker covering this but the fact remains these were some of the most dangerous experiments ever conducted by mankind and yet we know that china was not taking necessary safety precautions and we should not be surprised by that several years ago american diplomatic cables warned about low and lax standards at the wuhan lab in fact, the Wuhan facility was classified as a biosafety level two laboratory. What does that mean? 
Well, according to Richard Ebright, who's a molecular biologist at Rutgers, that is approximately the same level of safety that you would find in a dentist's office in America. The same level of safety in a dentist's office in America, and yet you're dealing with a man-made virus, and you're saying, oh, that's not the case. Well, this is what they did. They, they, it didn't happen in the wet market. It didn't happen by somebody eating bats. Uh, it, it, it's worse than that. We've, we've got... We've got the, the most highly paid federal employee in America uh, who has funded this research of taking animal viruses and weaponizing them with human viruses. And he's brought before a congressional hearing and he dances around saying, I didn't fund it, I had nothing to do with it, when in reality he did. And this is him sparring with uh, Senator Rand Paul, uh, as well as uh, Senator Tom Cotton. This is Fauci in a congressional hearing, and he's being confronted with this evidence. T take a look at it. We have not funded gain-of-function research on this virus in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, you're, no matter how many times words, you're you say words, it, there it was research. He said he didn't fund it. He said he had no part in it. And he, he put this forward. He kept saying he didn't do it. But take a look at this article, The Origin of the COVID, Did People or Nature Open Pandora's Box at Wuhan? And this is done, um, I, Nicholas Wade is the author. And here's the article. Where we are so far, neither the natural emergence nor the lab escape hypothesis can yet be ruled out. There is still no direct evidence for either, so no definitive conclusion can be reached. And this was written back in May 5th, and now we have new evidence coming out. But even back then, he's writing this, and he says, That said, the available evidence learns more or leans more strongly in one direction than the other. Readers will form their own opinion but it seems to me that proponents of lab escape can explain all the available facts about SARS-CoV-2 considerably more easily than can those who favor natural emergence. It's documented that researchers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology were doing gain-of-function experiments designed to make coronavirus infect human cells and humanized mice. This is exactly the kind of experiment from which SARS-2 like COVID, or excuse me, like virus, could have emerged. The researchers were not vaccinated against the viruses under study, and they were working in the minimal safety conditions of a BSL-2 laboratory. This is May 5th. Tucker's covering it now. So escape of a virus would not be at all surprising. CNN is agreeing with this, that it's, it's, it, it escaped the Wuhan in all of China, the pandemic broke out on the doorsteps of the Wuhan Institute. The virus was already well adapted to humans as expected for a virus grown in humanized mice. It possessed an unusual enhancement, a furin cleavage site, which is not possessed by any other known SARS-related beta coronavirus. And this site, proponents of natural emergence have a rather harder story to tell. The plausibility of their case rests on a single surmise. The expected parallel between the emergence of SARS-2 and that of SARS-1 and MERS. But none of the evidence expected 
in support of such a parallel history has yet emerged. No one has found the bat population that was the source of SARS-2, if indeed it, it ever infected bats. No intermediate host has presented itself, despite an intense search by Chinese authorities that included the testing of 80,000 animals. There's no evidence of the virus making multiple independent jumps from its intermediate host to people as both the SARS-1 and MERS viruses did. There's no evidence from hospital surveillance records of the e epidemic gathering strength in the population as the virus evolved. There's no explanation of why a natural epidemic should break out in Wuhan and nowhere else. There's no good explanation of how the virus acquired its fur and cleavage site, which no other SARS-related beta coronavirus possesses, nor why the site is composed of human-preferred co codons. The natural emergence theory battles a bristling array of implausibilities. The records of the Wuhan Institute of Virology certainly hold much relevant information, but Chinese authorities seem unlikely to release them given the substantial chance that they incriminate the regime in the creation of the pandemic. Absent the efforts of some courageous Chinese whistleblower, we may already have at hand just about all of the relevant information we're likely to get for a while. So it's worth trying to assess responsibility for the pandemic, at least in a provisional way, uh, because the paramount goal remains to prevent another one. We're going to link this article uh, to our website so you can read it. It's an entirety because it talks about North Carolina and this idea of putting these viruses together, uh, animal and human. And, uh, and Fauci, you know, uh, Carl, uh, Tucker Carlson points out he lied about the Wuhan lab. He lied about his involvement. Uh, take a look. Breitbart covers this. He says, at other parts of Michael uh, Gerson's own newspaper, we have learned that they are working on news stories about how the virus did, in fact, escape from a lab in Wuhan. So the debate among serious people over the origins of COVID appears to be pretty much winding up. Pretty much every sane person at this point acknowledges that the government of China likely caused the single worst man-made disaster, man-made disaster in human history, as if we need more evidence of that. Over the weekend, the Wall Street Journal reported the very first people infected with COVID-19 were probably researchers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. In November of 19, three of them were taken to the hospital with symptoms, now the Wall Street Journal did solid reporting on that, but it wasn't entirely new. Back in January of this year, the State Department issued the fact sheet telling the whole country the same thing. They said the first COVID patients were not, in fact, hungry patients at the local wet market, reckless diners who gorged on pangolin and bats. No, they weren't. The first patients were researchers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Whew. So, you know, you, everyone tells you you're crazy. Everyone tells you that you don't know the facts. Everyone tells you that you're a conspiracy theorist. Everyone tells you this. But we've been telling you from day one, we've had no less than 20 doctors on this program through the entirety of, of its existence. Uh, and, and, and everything is proving itself true. It's kind of like people dismissing the Bible because they say that that stuff doesn't exist and you go back and dig in the area where the Bible says and archaeology proves that it all occurred. Folks, it's, it's starting to unravel. 
and you got to press it and you got to push and you got to demand answers. And that's why we're continuing with our cross complaint, not only with the county, but also the state. Why did you lock down? Why are your numbers hard to explain? Why don't you respond? Why aren't you transparent? Why did you destroy businesses? Why did you allow the, the abused to be quarantined with the abusers? Why did you shut houses of worship? Why did you shutter schools when more kids have drowned in bathtubs and died from this? Why did you do that? You need to give us answers. Why did you devastate our economy? Why did you bypass the, the psychological and emotional ramifications of this when we've seen the highest uh, recorded incidents of opioid overdose in a 12-month period in American history? Why? And, and we want answers. And transparency will allow us to be to be merciful. But the, the, the longer you hide it, the more frustrated we become. You, you, have, you have fined us, you've taken us to court, you've made us spend money on attorneys to defend ourselves when you're the one that won't even reveal why you did to us what you did. We're not the enemy. We the people. You govern by our consent. We want answers. And you've weaponized government against us and you've attacked our our First Amendment freedoms, 15th Amendment, you, you, the, the endless what you've done. And you, you think that we're just going to stop, we're not. And, and we want answers. And so this is the frustrating part about it. And I don't know if this is gonna be, if, if, if this YouTube is gonna remain online because we've faced unprecedented censorship and a violation of our religious freedoms. I'm, I'm not talking about freedom of speech. This is religious. You're coming after our religious freedom. The, the governor says that we can only speak to our congregations via YouTube, and we do a live stream, and then you censor us and separate the pastor from the congregation because you're deciding what we can and can't say when it relates completely to our religious freedom. And we put that forward and then you censor us. And the reason you censor us is because the only way that you can put forward propaganda by saying it didn't originate and you're giving us this absolute stupidity that somehow somebody eating a bat in a, in a wet market destroyed the, the world when you, you, you've looked at 80,000 different animals and you can't find the source. And, and you're using that to justify censoring us by putting forward your propaganda. And, and, and every time we put it forward, you even use your metrics and, and all of your computer expertise to silence the voices in America so that we can't contend for transparency and truth just so that we can get answers so that you no longer keep us in this realm of fear as you're trying to just devastate our economy and our children and our families. You've allowed the elderly to die alone. And, and you won't give us answers. And, and what are you going to do? Censor us and, and take us off the air again? I mean, that's, that, that's what you're doing. You have to live with yourself. Anyone listening to this and you're typing it in and you're going, okay, we're going to pull it. That rests on you. There's a creator. You're going to stand before him and give an accounting of your life before him, whether you believe in him or you don't. It's just like saying, I, I don't believe in gravity. It doesn't matter. You, you have a conscience and there's right and there's wrong. And, and just because you want to put forward your propaganda and your lie for whatever it is that you, you think your draconian measures and your Machiavellian approach to life is, that the ends justify the means, they don't. 
And after a while, we tire of it. And that's one of the reasons why we're doing our own server, so that we don't have to be stuck with you anymore. And over time, we trusted you, but we're going to figure it out, and we're just going to bypass you. And what are you going to do, control the Internet? We'll figure out another way. People who love liberty and people who love truth will figure out a way to stand on behalf of it. And you can threaten us, and you can take us to court, and you can do everything else you want, but we're not going to stop. And these leaked internal documents, these are fascinating. There's whistleblowers. You have people in your own organization. And I was with James O'Keefe. He's doing great work. And you try to besmirch him, and you try to mess with him. And, and yet this guy is phenomenal. And he's taken it to you guys. And there's people in your own organizations that are telling the truth because they're brave. And what do you do? You, you, you silence them, kick them out of your organizations. And all they're doing is revealing the work that you're doing, which is deceptive and wrong. Here's a clip. Here's one. Take a look at it. They're suppressing the truth. Here are leaked internal documents. Watch this clip. Facebook uses classifiers in their algorithms to determine certain content to be what they call vaccine hesitant, or they call it vaccine hesitancy. Without the user's knowledge, they assign a score to these comments that's called the VH score, vaccine hesitancy score. Then based on that score, we'll demote or leave the comment alone, depending on the content within the comment. So those are the main document along with uh, all, the, all the attachments and stuff that goes with it. So basically when they write this algorithm, it goes through Facebook content and it looks for certain keywords uh, that are related to vaccination or you know, not getting a vaccine and stuff like that. So if we start talking about that and we have some of the doctors that we've had on that you disagree with and they start putting out facts and data and, and they start going through these and they start speaking about it, you, you take us off the air. And, and, and that's what you do. You're afraid of the truth. You're, you're scared of it. And, and even, even if the stuff that we want to investigate, maybe we don't know the entirety of it and we're trying to get the data, you're still suppressing it. And even when we ask Ms. Bautista for it in 120 documents, you suppress it. This is not the way that we operate. This is not America. America is about truth. If it's about power for you, of course you're going to censor us. You don't want anything to mess with your narrative. When I, and I don't even know what your worldview is or what it is you're trying to accomplish. And, and those who, who believe that the government's uh, authorization ends where their skin begins, I'm not pro-vax. I'm not anti-vax. I'm pro-liberty. And, and you want to guilt us and shame us and, and yet we're watching more deaths have happened from this experimental injection than all vaccine deaths combined since, since the mid to late 80s. And, and, and now we're watching, as they've reported, that young men are having heart ailments as a result of this. And, and yet we're crazy? So, so you, you, you shut us down, you, you write your narrative, and then when the truth comes out, you blame us for not having said it when we've been saying it all along and you, gas, you gaslight us. And, and now you, you have your narrative with Israel. And so what are you going to do with that one? Facebook again. They step in and they put forward their censorship so that they can promote their propaganda and they shut down prayers for Israel page with over 77 million followers. Take a look at this. But is this okay priority? Facebook shuts down prayers for Israel page with over 77 million followers. They shut it down. Humanevents.com. Take a look at it. People wanting to pray for Israel, the peace of Israel. Who are those people? Obviously, it falls in the evangelical camp that reads the scriptures and believes them to be the inerrant word of God. 
and says, pray for the peace of Israel. And we do that and we stand with Israel, but we're not part of the, 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 the pro-Palestinian side. And, and you want to put forward that narrative. Is this the way you operate? This, 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 you're content with this. And, and you want to suppress freedom in order to promote a lie. And you, and you don't want to debate it. You don't, you don't want to pr provide us with it. Instead, in, your, in the secrecy of your little computer mechanisms, you just remove us. And, and we've watched it on Instagram. We've watched as you guys have done a number on us there. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, it, it's just, it, it's childish. It, it's like you're punks. You're just, I, I, don't, I don't know who you are. You don't reveal yourself. And, and I don't, I, maybe you're scared. Maybe you do have a conscience, but you don't want to lose your job because someone above you is going to do that to you. Be brave. All of you, reach out, especially to Veritas. Let them know what they're doing. Call James O'Keefe at Veritas and be, become one of those folks that's, that reveals this, this insanity that is pitting mankind against one another and putting forward this false narrative and, and suppressing truth and silencing the voice of people across the country and when you can't even hold down the truth and it exposes itself, then you change the narrative. Oh, gosh. Man, you, you, how do you get any sleep? You must lay awake at night trying to figure out how to keep all these plates spinning. It's insane. And I just, I, I, tonight, for you, we're going to bless you. The Lord, Lord says, do good to those who persecute you. Do good to those who spitefully use you. And we're going to pray a blessing on you. It's going to be a, a blessing that we've done Every night, for the most part, we've missed a few, but we've done every night since we started this broadcast. I'll do it momentarily, but I do want to tell you this. Well, you know what? I am going to do the blessing for you, and then I'll share at the conclusion of it before we sign off. So for all of you who are having to inspect us and see whether or not you're going to remove us and you have to hear my voice, it's probably getting irritating. I just want to tell you, you're not the enemy. You're the opportunity. I called you names but that wasn't to attack your character. That was just to describe the way you're acting. You need to stop. You know, own your life, live in honesty, and, and God wants to bless you. And, and keeping those plates spinning and, 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 and the lack of peace that, that you probably have. What is the point of your existence? Why are you here? What is your worldview? What are you living for? All of that stuff is, you know, and you go home to your family every night and you want a better world for them. And, and yet you spend your whole life and you've justified doing what you do and you know it's wrong. At least I hope you do. And, and right now, for all of you, this is a prayer for you and a blessing for you. And hear the word of the Lord and may it minister to you. Number six, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. You know the, the word there, gracious. Grace is, grace is a good word. Getting what we don't deserve. Mercy is not getting what we deserve. But grace is even cooler. It's getting what we don't deserve. We've all failed to be good people. We've all made mistakes. Nobody's different from anyone else in regards to that. And God gives us mercy. The, the wage of, of, of sin is death. Sin means missing the mark. We've all done that. And, and Christ took the penalty for that. He died so that we could live. 
That's mercy, not getting what we deserve. Grace is getting what we don't, don't deserve, life and life more abundant. Even in a fallen world where we all continue to make mistakes, and I make more than you do, trust me, and some of them are willful just like you. We all are human. We all got that problem. But when we're accountable to God and accountable to each other and we hear words like you just heard, it causes us to awaken to a greater purpose and to realize God wants more for us, and that's why He gives us grace. He wants us to have life and life more abundant. It's waiting for you. You call on the name of the Lord, you will be saved. Do what's right. Walk in the truth. Walk in the light. Walk in transparency. Only fungus, only fungus grows in darkness. You don't want to be a mushroom. Come on out into the light. Let, let God use you. And then I wanted to share with you as we sign off tonight, uh, tomorrow night, I'll be on Dennis Prager's Fireside Chat. What we're going to try to do is if we can get approval from Prager, uh, we're going to simulcast it. Uh, if we can't, we'll have a, another program for you, but we're going to try that tomorrow night. I had a wonderful time with Dennis. I got a chance to go to his home, sit by his fireplace, listen to his dog auto snore. We covered some really cool stuff. I got choked up. I love that man. Had a chance to see Sue and his family and all of the wonderful folks that are part of PragerU. And I love what Dennis said. He said, all the people working the cameras and everything that are surrounding us are Christians. And as you know, Dennis is Jewish. He just said, I, 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 I love my evangelical brothers and sisters. And uh, Dennis, thank you for putting me on your program. Folks, I hopefully will be able to show you that tomorrow night. But in the meantime, thanks for joining us on Vintage McCoy. God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow night. Hey guys, thanks for watching. For more information, head over to VintageMcCoy.com or follow us on Instagram at The Vintage McCoy. We'll see you there.